Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning back into this episode. I'm really excited to share this one because I think it's important for you guys to know who I am. So I get pretty raw in this one and really honest and I just want to preface and say that this may be triggering for anyone who's had an eating disorder and just want you to know beforehand that I do talk about my experience with it. So I hope you enjoy it and I can't wait to see you next time. Hi guys, welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so grateful for you to be here. And today I kind of just wanted to touch on who I am and really why you should trust me and why you should be listening to my podcast. Because I was sitting and I was thinking about, you know, what are the podcasts that I listen to and who are the podcasts by and why do I like to listen to what they talk about? So I just want to come here and give you a little bit more backstory about my journey and my journey to, you know, a little bit more of an enlightened lifestyle and entrepreneurialism. So first off, my name is Jennifer Larkin. I am 24 years old and I am from the suburbs outside of Philadelphia in Pennsylvania. I originally, before quarantine, was living in Brooklyn, New York and I was a full-time fashion model and I've been modeling for nine years now. I started when I was 16. I am the oldest of three siblings, so that's very interesting. I am an owner of four businesses and I know that sounds impressive, but they're all in the startup phase, so it's really just expensive right now. (laughs) But it definitely is cool and it's proved itself to be challenging and rewarding and exciting and all of the things. And I actually own LLCs for all of them, so they're legitimate businesses, so it actually makes it real and tangible, which is very cool because I've really wanted to own a business my entire life. And, you know, in the future, I'd love to teach more about my experience and what I regret doing and want to do again. I'm always looking out for entrepreneurs, so look out for another episode. I'll definitely get into deeper about, you know, my journey with entrepreneurialism and all of the ins and outs of how you become a business owner, what to do, what not to do. Um, So as I said before, I've been a fashion model for nine years and I think that person or that mold or label has really molded me into the person that I am today. And I'm definitely not just a fashion model, but I think it is something that is very important in my journey and my story. And uh, so I went to college for communication studies and graphic design, and I'm very proud of myself. And I don't typically talk about this because, or really my journey in general, because I don't want to be coming across as boastful or obsessed with my story or myself. But, you know, it's really important to be proud of yourself and talk about your achievements. So I'm getting out of my comfort zone, and that is what I'm doing today. So for college, I graduated in under four years after taking a full semester off, and I was able to walk with my class. So that was a really, really big deal. And now looking at it with this quarantine, I am so grateful that I was able to graduate when I did, and it didn't get affected by quarantine and COVID and all of these things that all of these graduates are getting affected by. I feel, I really deeply feel for you guys. So I manage a lot of my boyfriend's company as well. So on top of my four businesses, I help him as well. That is one of my main jobs. And currently during COVID, that is my main focus is helping him get orders out. So we're very grateful that we're able to be open and to make that a reality. So 
you can definitely say that I am a busy person. Going back to that Vata energy, I have a lot going on. So <laughs> yeah, and as for my spiritual journey, my mother is a light body activist and she's or an energy healer, whatever resonates with you. And I've been exposed to holistic medicine and spirituality and, you know, kind of being out of the box, open-minded my entire life. So I like to think that that makes me open-minded and a well-rounded person, but I definitely have my days. <laughs> and with having a mother who was so in tune with her spiritual side and, you know, things that are used to be and are still, but a little bit less wooey were considered like wooey and hippie and not normal and almost weird. So it's interesting as I've gotten older, looking at the relationship with my mom and I and seeing how that relationship has grown over time and how much she is into and what she talks about actually resonates with me now. And I understand where she's coming from because when I was younger, I was looking at it like, mom, you're crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, none of this makes sense. None of that is like scientifically proven, yada, yada, whatever it was. But now actually living life and having my own life experiences, a lot of the stuff that she talks about is totally true. And what her work, what she does for work is 100% real. And I have been exposed to that energy work and all of that since I was born. So I'm definitely a little person and I don't want to hide from that anymore because I know that I have gifts and I know that I have a really strong intuition and all of these things. So mom, I love you. Thank you for being patient. <laughs> and I finally came around. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's a very, very big part of my identity. And another big thing that I think I've personally dealt with pretty well is the fact that my parents are divorced and they've been divorced since I was 11. So I'm 24 now. And luckily my parents have had the most amicable divorce there was definitely their moments, but very amicable, amicable divorce for them to allow themselves to still be friends and really great with me and my siblings. So that is something that I'm very, very grateful for. And our family is still very close and that didn't really affect anything in terms of our relationships. Um, and then my siblings and I are very close and I really do enjoy spending time with them more than many other people that I've met. So I'm very grateful for that because I know a lot of people are not close with their biological family and I do not take that for granted. I have also been to 15 countries and still counting. So that is something that I'm very, very proud of because I've always been really into that wanderlust mindset and always daydreamed about all the places I wanted to travel. And I'm very, very grateful that at such a young age, I've been able to see so much beauty and so many cultures and just experience all the things, like, especially in a time like this, you know, looking back, I, I do not regret at all, you know, overspending my money to go to some country or maybe drink a little bit more wine on that trip or eat more food on that trip, because now I can't do that. And those are the memories that I'm holding on to and, you know, daydreaming about now. So that just goes to show that, you know, spend your money on things that you can experience and not material things because material things break, they get lost and you don't die with your material things. So I think that's something that's very important. And that just going off of that, that just shows, you know, I'm very passionate about traveling and I'm very passionate about learning about different cultures, seeing new things, creating new perspectives, 
you know, I love the ocean. I love, but I also love skiing and hiking and all of those things. So pretty much bring anything to me and I will have a good time with you. <laughs> and then I am also a Kangen water distributor, which is ionized water. And I'm very passionate about it. This is a very new endeavor for me. And when I bought the Kangen machine, I really only bought it to have the water. But the group that I'm in or the organization that I'm in has the ability to make me a distributor to sell these machines and make commission off of that. So why not do it, you know? So it's not something that I love forcing upon people. I'm not going to be the one that's, you know, forcing information to you and trying to convince you to buy this. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to tell you the benefits of this water and what it has done to better my life. And then if you want it, great, I can sell it to you. If not, no worries. I'm not pushing anything on you. So I'll definitely be talking more about this in future episodes. There are so many different benefits to this water, so I'll probably do multiple about it. But yeah, that's something that is a new endeavor for me and I'm very excited about it. And my brother does it as well. So we get to do it together, which is really cool. And going into the entrepreneurship part of my life that pretty much started when I was 16 and I was scouted in my hometown in King Prussia at one of the biggest malls, retail space in the country. So it's really funny because I grew up going there with my friends and, you know, we would just hang out, go around and just like fuck around. And it's funny that like my whole career started in such like a place that I had such fond memories of just like having fun and nothing really mattered being so careless. So when I was 16, I was in a Forever 21 and I was back in like the corner of the accessory corner. And my parents were with my sister were at the checkout line or whatever. And I was kind of rushed to get in there. Like, I'm pretty sure it was like right before school started or something. I can't really remember or winter break or something. And this guy taps me on the shoulder and was like, hi, here's my business card. This is my name. I'm a model scout. Have you ever thought about modeling? Like, I love your look. Here's my information. Give it to your parents. And like, I'll talk to you later. And it was just like such an elevator pitch so great and I was like oh wow okay okay like and at this time and I this is still definitely a thing there was a lot of these scammy type of companies out there that would like stand around the mall you know in that whole black outfit and be like oh you're beautiful here's a card come to this workshop and we'll make you a model and then they don't tell you that you have to pay like three thousand dollars and do all this crazy shit and it's like so not legitimate and I had done something like that when I was younger for acting and it was like total bullshit, total cattle call thing. And you had to like go to this, you know, you had to do all these things and spend all this money. And I was like, no. So I already had like skepticism to things like this. And so did my parents. So this guy, this guy comes up to me and I run over to my dad and I'm like, oh my God, this just happened. And he's like, immediately, you know, walls go up and he's like, oh, it's a scam. Like, you know, total bubble burster. I'm like, oh, okay, dad. Okay. So <laughs> my mom is more of like the see the positive first and then react type of thing. So I went to her and I was like, you know, mom, like this guy came up to me and like, he wants me to model yada yada. And growing up, I always honestly wanted to be a model. Like everyone told me I should be a model and I just was really awkward. So I just never thought that it would really happen. 
So anyways, I go to my mom and my mom's all excited and she's like, okay, well, might as well just reach out to him because, you know, if we don't, you know, we will never know. So she emails this guy and he turns out to be legit for what we know. And we go and like meet him for dinner and we talk about the possibilities and his connections and stuff like that. And he had this connection with this Los Angeles uh, agency. And so I was like, oh my God, Los Angeles, you know, I live in East Coast in Pennsylvania, like that's so far away. Um, but you know, okay, sure, <laughs> this is the opportunity, like whatever you need to do, sure. So he is like, okay, so you need to send me some photos. So you send these digitals in, which are just photos of like front, side, side, back in a bathing suit so they can see what your body looks like. Never fun, but you gotta do it. So I send it over to him, he sends it to this agency and they like immediately want to sign me, but they're like, you need to lose some weight. And at this point in my life, I was 16 and I was never big ever, but I was not toned. I was not really an athlete at all. So I didn't have like abs really. I was like, just, you know, skinny, whatever. And I'll never forget. So the agent that had met me for dinner, he got like a salad or something. And I got like a pizza, like a flatbread pizza. And he'll literally never let me live that down that I got that. He he was like, in that moment, I saw you get that pizza. And I was like, oh no, this is not good. So it's just really funny. (laughs) So anyways, I end up deciding that, okay, I'm going to go there and live there for the summer. And at that time, I was a sophomore in high school. And so I made the decision to go there and live there for the summer. And then last minute, I like freaked out and was like, oh, God, you know, I got to stay here. I want to hang out with my friends. It's my sophomore year. Like, you know, I don't know when I'll be able to do this again. So I should stay. So I ended up staying and my agency that wanted to sign me was totally okay with it, which was so amazing. And then I basically just spent the summer enjoying myself having fun because I was like, this is probably the last summer I'm going to be able to like fuck around and like eat what I want and, you know, party, whatever, do whatever I wanted to do. So enjoy my summer, went back to my school junior year, you know, all the junior year drama that happened. And then it was spring break. So it was about like March and I was probably 16 still at the time, 16 or 17. I can't fully remember And I went to LA for two weeks with my mom, which was great because I had like her to fall back on and her to rely on and everything and her to like drive me around because I couldn't get a car there, you know? So I met with this agency, it went incredibly well and they signed me pretty much on the spot and took some photos and they sent them out and I was working every day. I had a photo shoot every single day, was meeting all these incredible people and I absolutely loved it. Like I was seriously, that's like looking back, that was one of the highlights of my entire life. Like I was completely thriving. I was on like cloud nine. I was literally glowing. Like if you look at these old pictures, I'm like so happy. And it was just, it really gave me the opportunity to see like what was out there and what was, you know, what I had at home in such a small isolated town and what was really out there in the world. So that was really a big shifting point for me. And it was really incredible to work with a bunch of entrepreneurs and stuff like that. So I really, really enjoyed that time for myself. And then the two weeks came to an end and then it was time to go back to school. And, you know, I was still a junior in high school. And then I had a couple of months left of school and then it was the summer. And I had decided with my agency that I was going to go live in LA for the summer. So I 
packed all my stuff up and I flew to LA and then my family so lovingly (laughs) packed up my car with all of my stuff, you know, like comforter, clothes, everything, and drove cross country to California to bring me this car so I could use it for the summer. And then they stayed for like a week and then they flew back to Pennsylvania. So, so sweet. And, you know, I've always wanted to drive cross country, but it was always like, I need to be in LA like immediately. So I didn't have that week buffer to, you know, drive to California. So, that was really cool, but I ended up living in a model's apartment, which a model's apartment is usually just a small apartment with a bunch of bunk beds and you're sharing like one kitchen and one bathroom with like, you know, I think at a point in time I was living with up to like eight girls or something and I was there the longest. So I just kept meeting and living with new people all summer. So that was really interesting because I'm like 17 at the time living across the country, really don't know anybody and just kind of figuring it out for myself. So that experience really got me out of my comfort zone and my bubble and just kind of helped me be a social person and, you know, deal with people and having conversations and all of that, all of that stuff and just kind of navigating life without my parents. So that was really cool because that happened really young. (laughs) So, um, That was a really cool experience though, because I learned a lot, I experienced a lot, I met a lot of people, and I did a lot of things that just normal 17 year olds never get to do at that age. So now being 24, you know, I don't really have a lot of desires to do certain things that I did when I was 17, even though right now most people my age would want to do stuff like that, like going to clubs and partying and stuff like that. So that was definitely a really interesting experience for me. And I really loved it and I worked a lot and I liked everyone I worked with and like the photos I got from it were amazing. And, you know, I had a really good relationship with my agency and my career was really blowing up. Like I was going to be like, everyone was expecting me to be this huge model. And they kept saying, you know, you're going to be the next X model in comparison to, you know, some pretty big names, which, you know, I won't say, but some pretty big names and they were really hyping me up. So It was really exciting, but it was creating this almost like false expectation for myself. Not that I didn't think I couldn't get there, but it was that, you know, you're putting me on this pedestal up here, but I'm still right here at the bottom. And there's this huge gap in between that I have to get to. So that was incredibly daunting for me. And I was like, how am I going to get there? It was really stressing me out. And, you know, the summer was coming to an end and I was about to move back home. And I just felt really lost and confused about kind of like who I was because I was like, okay, well, I'm a model, but I'm also a student. And like, I haven't seen anybody all summer and all my friends have been, you know, partying and hanging out and getting closer and all this stuff. And I've been in LA kind of disconnected from everything that's been going on at home. So I got home from California and it was my senior year of college. I mean, sorry, of high school. It was my senior year of high school. And I got back and, you know, everybody knew that I was a model because everyone knew I would miss school for photo shoots and stuff. And you know, the school paper wrote things about me. It was just very evident. Most teachers knew that I was a model because I would miss classes and stuff like that. So it was really hard to get away from that identity. And although, yeah, it's cool, it really isolated me and almost like made me feel like an alien because everyone looked at me almost like I was intimidating or something or like different than them when, 
you know, I wasn't, I was just, you know, having these cool experiences, but I was still like in high school and this like senior and I just wanted to have fun and like have friends and stuff like that. So, you know, I came back to school and I still had friends and it was okay, but I lost touch with a lot of people and the people I was like kind of acquaintances with really stopped asking me to hang out or go to parties or like, you know, it just was weird. I just felt so isolated and left out and I was really wound up about the fact that I had to lose all this weight before I moved back to California full-time after high school. So after I graduated, my plan was to just move to California and be a full-time model. So when everyone was preparing their like SAT tests and all of that, I was, you know, flying to California and doing photo shoots and really didn't give a shit what I got on my SATs. And mind you, I still did well on my SATs and did no courses. (laughs) So yeah, I got in, I I applied to schools just to kind of like see what happened. And I got into all the schools that I really wanted to, but the plan was to just move to California. So that also made me kind of a little bit of this outsider because, you know, everyone had this thing in common of, oh, I'm going to college. What college are you going to, you know? So it was just a really weird time in my life. And looking back, I'm not sad that it happened because everything that's transpired from that experience has been incredible and I wouldn't be the person I am without all of that but I definitely regret some things and just wish that I kind of just like had fun with my senior year and like didn't take life so seriously so I really try and like bring that into my life now and like take advantage of what I have now because you know you can't you you're you know when you're older you're not gonna look back and be like oh I was so skinny and worked out all the time and like was amazing and and Instead, you're going to look back and you're going to be like, oh, my God, I had so much fun with my friends during that time or something like that. So but I am not one to live in the past. I'm just talking about my experience. Um, So, yeah, my senior year, I was really pressured to lose a lot of weight and to be this very specific measurement because back in 2014, the modeling industry was very much about this very skinny model, very specific measurements. And I'm six foot tall. I am naturally, you know, a little bit wider than girls who are, you know, five, nine. (laughs) It just makes sense. And if you're six foot and you have these tiny measurements, good for you. That's amazing. But that just was not me. And so, you know, I used to eat things when I wanted to. It was not like I thought about if I ate something that was quote unquote unhealthy that I would be guilty or feel guilty about it. I just did it and enjoyed it and then moved on with my life. But then once I had all this pressure on me, like, oh, you've got to be eating more salads and working out more, yada, yada. I was like, oh, God, okay, so everything I eat, I need to think about now. And that was an incredibly stressful thing for me because it was I was not used to it. I was never an athlete, so I was never conditioned to exercise like I wouldn't even go to the gym I like had no interest I was one to hang out with my friends all the time and party and go to concerts and fuck around and I was just an active person I didn't actually go to the gym and like run on the treadmill so for me that was a really big shift and totally cliche but New Year's Eve came around and I was like okay I need to have like a New Year's resolution like I'm not meeting my goals and this is not going to be good when I move to California so I made a very reasonable regimen for myself. And I think going on a little bit of a tangent, it's important to set goals for yourself that are realistic. So you can make resolutions 
every week. It doesn't have to just be a New Year's resolution. But if you're going to make a goal for yourself, it should be something in terms of exercise, for example, because that's an easy one. Set a goal for yourself that I'm going to go to yoga twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Instead of telling yourself, I'm going to go to yoga every day of the week. or I'm going to go to yoga twice a week. Because then what days are you going to go? And it's easier to set that schedule for yourself. So that's exactly what I did because at the time my dad was reading this book about small little victory steps for yourself and I implemented that. (laughs) So thanks dad. And so I set the goal for myself that, you know, Monday I was going to do cardio, Wednesday yoga, Friday cardio or something. So I started doing that and I actually had to do these like gym exercise credits to (laughs) get rid of gym class in school. So I was like, hell yeah, I don't want to be sweaty in school. You know, my school was very much about, you know, whose makeup looks the best, whose outfit's the cutest, yada, yada, all those things. So I was like, I don't want to be sweaty in school. And of course, my senior year, I had very much flare up up acne on my face due to stress. You know, all these stress spots here, like total acne flare up. And it was incredibly frustrating and embarrassing. So I had all this makeup on and I'm like, I cannot sweat at school with makeup on with this and then put makeup back on like that's not happening (laughs) so I ended up doing these gym credits at the gym so I had to go anyways so I set the schedule for myself and I fucking stuck to it because it was totally attainable and I ended up really falling in love with yoga again because I had started when I was seven but I never really like kept through with it I'd always just do like half-ass stuff But actually getting back into a like full hour long yoga practice weekly was incredibly good for my mental health and just really helped like strengthen my body and, uh, you know, just stretch out all the soreness from the cardio. So I really enjoyed that. And I just kind of became completely obsessed with exercising to a point of really being a bad situation. Honestly, I was very obsessed with working out and it ended up becoming a really bad addiction for me. So from those three days of a week, I ended up turning it into seven days a week for two hours a day. And mind you, I'm six feet tall. And at the time I weighed 145 pounds. And then at the end of the school year, I weighed 120 pounds. So it was definitely, it's not like I was doing it in an unhealthy way. I was exercising and eating a lot of healthy foods, but that's really not normal. Like, especially because I was already in such a low percentile of my BMI, it was not healthy. And looking back on photos, which I don't have a lot of because I was very self-conscious about what I looked like, I was so tiny and it looked not okay. I looked I looked sick. It was not okay. And I was so unaware of this and had such body dysmorphia that, you know, I wasn't being real with myself and I wasn't really close to many people that year for them to kind of call me out and be like, hey, you don't really look great. And also everyone knew I was modeling. So everyone knew I had to lose weight. So even my parents, you know, they're like cheering me on like, oh, you're really losing the weight. Wow. Like this is going to be great for your career. And it's something I've actually never really talked to my parents about if I if they thought I did have an eating disorder or something like that. But, you know, for them, they're just looking at it as like, oh, wow, you really want this. Like, you're really going for it. And, you know, my parents have always been really supportive of my career. So, like, not holding anything against them for not saying something because that's what I wanted at that point in time. So, anyways, it's all just a part of the experience for me. And, you know, I got to a point where I was 
you know, working out seven days a week, two hours a day. And I was doing like intense cardio classes. Like I would go to a body combat class for an hour and then I would go upstairs to the gym and run on the treadmill for an hour. Like it was not okay. And I was eating, you know, I was calorie counting like crazy, like maximum a thousand calories a day. I had like a raw vegan diet for a while, went vegetarian for the year, went vegan at some points, like wouldn't eat dairy, cookies. I ate no sugar, no coffee. Like I was, I didn't even drink like, and this is the part of how I was just isolating myself more where, you know, I wasn't going out to lunch with friends because I couldn't control what I could eat there. I was not drinking alcohol, which isn't a bad thing, but I, you know, I wasn't, I wanted to, I wanted to go to parties with my friends and like drink some beer and, you know, have a mixed drink and just have a fun time. But I didn't allow myself because I knew I would gain weight from that. And, you know, things at school where there was like a bake sale or something, like I would never buy like brownies or cookies. And when you're a senior, um, you get like a free period for lunch where you can go home. And throughout my entire life, lunch has been such a social experience like um, experience for me and seeing with my friends at lunch, it was so fun. And like, that's when you'd all get to hang out and stuff. And my senior year, I went home every single day at lunch and I would make, you know, a vegan lunch and a juice or something and then come back to school. Like I was just miserable. And my senior year, you know, not many people know this, but I literally did not go to a full week of school the entire year of senior year because I was so depressed and I would just have complete mental breakdowns all the time and like total anxiety attacks and just feel so incredibly awkward. And like, I had never had anxiety in my life, so I didn't know how to voice how I was feeling, but it was just like tingling through my whole body, pits in my stomach, like literally cringing to the point of like almost wanting to throw up. Like I had to leave school. So I'd go to the nurse and just be like, I threw up, I need to go home, I feel sick and go home. Like so frequently and you know my parents didn't really know what to do and there wasn't really anything to do and it was just a pretty shitty experience and you know but I still wouldn't give it up for anything because it's made me appreciate mental health and you know my body and listening to my body and really standing up for myself and what I believe in and what I want to portray and the life that I want to live so going off of that everything in your life has happens for a reason. Everything has a purpose and everything is bringing you to another place where you're meant to be. So try not to look at the past and think bad about it or regret things because it all got you to where you are now and where you are now is going to get you to where you are in the future. So try and stay positive. (laughs) So anyways, going off of that. So I ended up graduating high school and That was a really fun experience, honestly. I feel like towards the end of the year, I kind of got this mindset where I was like, what am I doing? Like, I need to have some fun. And I ended up going to like a few social things and felt a little bit more connected to my class. And then we had graduation, which was so beautiful and fun, just being with everyone. And then a group of girls and I went to Punta Cana for a week for senior week, which was just such a blast and so fun to do before moving to California um, and just kind of like ended my experience out really nicely. So I'm really glad that I got that experience. And then I moved 100% full time to California to model. And um, that was in June after graduating. And I was, I think I was about 18 at the time, 17 or 18 at the time. 
and did the same thing, flew. My family drove the car cross country and then they left it there and then flew back. And then I still was staying in the model department for a couple of days. And then my agents so kindly let me borrow their cars to get around. Before my car got there, they let me stay in their houses. It was literally so kind, so welcoming and so helpful. And, you know, because I was so young, I feel like I didn't express that gratitude like I should have. But looking back, it was incredibly kind of them to do that. And then I ended up living in Airbnbs, like all over LA. So I've pretty much lived all over LA at least some point in my life. And then I ended up completely residing in Santa Monica and I got an apartment with another model with my agency, which was awesome. And we really got along really well. And we met at this um, 4th of July party, which was great. So LA was crazy this time around. I unfortunately at the end of college, um, so I pretty much had like body dysmorphia, anorexia, calorie counting, you know, it all kind of goes together. That's what I was experiencing experiencing through senior year. And then towards the end, I developed binge eating disorder, which is one of the biggest eating disorders actually in the entire world. And it's not really talked about. And I think it's a disservice to us because it's really shamed to eat a lot, but a lot of people don't think that it's actually a mental problem. And it was actually like a huge disorder. I had no physical control on how much food I was consuming. And it was actually extremely scary because I felt like I couldn't stop eating after I was so full. And I just felt so trapped inside of my body. And it was such a weird experience. So I ended up unfortunately putting on all of the weight that I had lost, all the hard work that I put in, I gained it all back plus some weight. And so I moved to California and you know, my agent saw me and they're like, whoa, like what happened? Like you look so different than the last set of photos you sent us. And, you know, I was just like, oh, stressed out, yada, yada. And so that was really embarrassing and really hard because, you know, I had just moved across the country to pursue this modeling career and I just put on all this weight and they're like, what happened to you? So that really, really sucked. And, you know, they came to me and were just like, you have to lose this weight. You have to lose this weight you have to lose at least 10 pounds and you have like 10 days to do it. And I was like, oh my God, okay, that's physically fucking impossible. And for some reason, and I think most people would do that, do this, I just completely did the opposite and just ate more food because I was so stressed out. And that's how I was dealing with my stress is I was binge eating. And the funny thing is, is I was not binge eating like unhealthy foods. I was binge eating really healthy foods. So it doesn't matter if you're eating really healthy foods. If you're overeating really healthy foods, you're going to gain weight. <laughs> so that just really sucked. I felt really lost and I was making myself honestly physically ill as well, which really sucked. And just, it was a very hard time for me. And, you know, I met this girl, we moved in together. It was a beautiful apartment. We had like such a beautiful pool there, a workout room. We were right by the beach. So I biked to the beach all the time. And, you know, it got to a point where I wasn't losing the weight and the agents were like, you know, oh, we can't really send you on castings. And so, you know, I had no way of making money because I wasn't going on any castings and castings are essentially a interview for a model where you meet with a client and then they, 
you know, take photos of you with product or whatever, and then they decide if they want to shoot you for uh, editorial, e-commerce, whatever it is to sell their product. So I had no way of making money, so that was really stressful. So then I started babysitting, making some money, and I started babysitting these two beautiful little girls, and I just like totally fell in love with them, and it made me just like realize how beautiful life is, and just kind of get back to that like funness of my life. So that was a really big thing that I did. And I'm really grateful that I did that and just kind of got back to my true self like a little bit more. So I ended up getting this bike and it was <laughs> from Craigslist. It was a cute bike, but it was definitely older and the tires definitely needed to be replaced. And so anyways, I had been like driving or biking back and forth from Santa Monica Beach for, you know, over a month. And then one day I decide, okay, I'm going to go bike to Chipotle and get lunch there. So I like bike to Chipotle and, you know, it wasn't, it was maybe like two miles from my house, but it had like a pretty major road that I had to bike on with sidewalks and stuff. So anyways, I get my food, my Chipotle's in the basket, like a bowl in the basket. And I'm biking back to my apartment and I go from like the road up into the sidewalk and I completely flip over because the tire, the shitty ass tire got stuck and I fell directly onto my kneecap. I mean, I'm surprised I didn't break my kneecap. And it's actually funny because right now my mother just broke her kneecap four months ago. And that's just so funny. But anyways, so I had this Chipotle bowl, just funny part of the story. The Chipotle bowl falls everywhere with all the Chipotle fucking shit in this bowl. So funny and embarrassing. So I fall, I cannot get up. And this beautiful man pulls over in his Jeep and he's like, oh my God, can I help you? Like picks me up off the ground, picks the bike up. And you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm fine, I think. Like, And you know, all the adrenaline and the um, shock kicks in and I bike back to my apartment. I get back to my apartment and you know, I get into my apartment and I'm like, I cannot walk. <laughs> like my leg was so fucked up and I could barely bend my knee. So I basically lived in my house for like the entire week, couldn't bend my knee. I had like upset someone that I was friends with because I couldn't go to this event because I hurt my knee. So I was like reevaluating like, who the fuck am I spending my time with? Like, you shouldn't be getting mad at me because I'm hurt. Like, so it just made me realize like who I was surrounding myself with. And um, before this all happened, I was still, you know, going out with promoters, going to clubs, drinking. I actually was flown to Miami for Miami Swim Week to just go to these clubs with all of these random models in this huge mansion and where all the food was supplied for us. There was a chef, all of this stuff. And I had literally one of the worst weekends of my life like such a dream for some people to be in this freaking mansion on star island with all these beautiful people and all this free stuff and i was just like i am so miserable like i just wish i was with my best friends like on the beach in ocean city new jersey like fucking around like so that was just such a wake-up call for me and i really upset my agents going there because you know they really wanted me to lose this weight and by me going of course i'm not gonna be eating healthy and not drinking so that was just a really big wake up call for me. And I was just like, what am I doing? So anyways, to the bike accident, that happened, healed up from that. Then it was my 19th birthday and some promoter that I was friends with and still a great guy, just don't really talk to him anymore. He put together a little birthday dinner and uh, 
booth for us at this club. And, you know, my roommate came, her boyfriend, some of the friends I had made while I lived there. And we had a phenomenal time. It was so fun. And we go to the club and, you know, it was so much fun. I met Brody Jenner and there was amazing music and I love music so much. So I had a great time, but I drank so much alcohol and was mixing alcohol. Like I had a bunch of mojitos and champagne and stuff. So woke up the next day, felt like I literally was dying. I had the worst alcohol poisoning and I had no one to help me. Like I was by myself and my roommate and I barely knew each other. We had just pretty much met. So what, I was going to make her help me throw up and be sick. So that was another huge wake up call ever. So everything in my life was just showing me like, Jenny, what the fuck are you doing? You need to like quit and go home basically. So I spent about another month just doing bullshit and being incredibly depressed and basically sleeping until four o'clock in the afternoon and going to bed at four o'clock in the morning and just binge watching Lost. (laughs) And it was a pretty depressing time. And, you know, my roommate was living her life. She had her friends. She was in acting class and I would see all of that happening. And I'm just sitting here like depressed in my room and it just, it just really sucked. So anyways, I had a huge wake up call one night and, you know, I was like, I'm done with this. So I told my agents, you know, I'm taking a break from this. Um, I'm just going to chill here and, you know, do whatever. And once I lose the weight and I feel a little bit more mentally here, like I'll start again. And, you know, they're really supportive and they're like, you know, whatever is best for you, you know, we're upset, obviously, but like whatever is best for you. So went a little bit longer on, you know, being a little bit more healthy where like I'd actually get up in the morning, I'd have a healthier meal, I'd go for a bike ride to the beach, I'd draw on the beach, I'd go in the ocean, I'd lay in the sun and, you know, go biking on the path or running on the path or something. So just getting a little bit more positive and seeing the light through the tunnel. And then out of nowhere, I had this epiphany where I'm like, fuck this, fuck the industry. I'm so done with this and I don't want to be told what I can and can't do. And, you know, I am not happy in this situation. And it also kind of helped with my mom. She was like, you know, you don't sound like you're doing well. You have three choices. You know, you can live there and be depressed and you're most likely you know, gonna kill yourself or something, brutally honest. Um, Or you can come home and we can rework your life or you can model again and figure it out. So I'm like, all right, fuck it, I'm coming home. So me being the person that I am, when I have my mind made up, I fucking go for it. And my dad literally calls me, get shit done, get shit done, Jenny. (laughs) So whenever I have something that I want, I go for it. So I... When I moved there into my apartment, I had decorated the whole thing. I bought like an incredibly expensive bed frame for God fucking knows what reason and put all these photos up, all this stuff. So I literally packed up all of my shit and I was like, I need to be honest about what's going on in my situation. So I decided to start a blog and just total mind dump how I was feeling about the industry and my experience in LA. So I think I started off with like my experience modeling and how LA start, like went the first time, yada, all those things. And then I posted another one that basically my 19 year old self basically decided that I was going to completely shit on the industry. (laughs) So looking back now, there is definitely a better way that I could have done it and been more sympathetic and 
kind about it and not you know put names out there and things like that and that is something that I definitely regret because you know those things do not come without consequences consequences but it was what I needed to do for myself to basically free myself from the monsters in my mind so after I did that <laughs> I'll never forget this I got an email from my mom and she had accidentally sent me an email that she meant to send to my dad saying something along the lines of oh my god did you see jenny's blog post she just fucked up her whole entire career so of course i'm like uh fuck you mom what the fuck and was really incredibly upset and really mad and so i end up like calling my mom freaking out at her whatever you know handling the situation pretty poorly and obviously it was awkward because she didn't mean to send it to me so then we discussed you know calmed down and I made the decision that I was quitting modeling full-time and you know I didn't handle it in a good way at all like I don't even think I told my agents that I was leaving the industry I think I had someone else tell them which you know I was really young but that's totally unprofessional so that happened and although it was not the most professional thing to do it was incredibly rewarding for myself and so many people reached out to me so many people i had lost touch with in college so many people that i had looked up to in the industry these people that you know were influencers on instagram or whatever it was and i was like oh my god i need to be like sharing my voice more this is so important and you know basically people were coming to me and saying you know you're not alone thank you so much for sharing this i'm feeling the same way yada yada and so that was really important to me. And that was one of the reasons I did it because I knew I wasn't alone in these feelings and I f was pissed off that this was continuing to happen because, so just prefacing this, you know, the reason why I did this is because my agents kept telling me, you need to lose weight, you need to lose weight. We're not sending on castings. You need to lose weight. You need to lose 10 pounds in one week, all of these things. And I just had enough, I snapped. And, you know, for the longest time, I held such a grudge against my agency. And now looking back at it, you know, significantly older, they were just a byproduct of the industry. That's what the industry looked like in 2015. You know, girls had to be a specific weight. They had to be thin. And if you weren't, you weren't going to be successful and you weren't going to make your agency money. So, of course, they want you to lose the weight. So I have no negative feelings about my agency in California anymore. You know, it's just a part of my journey. And without this blog, honestly, I wouldn't have been able to find my voice and talk about what I had gone through freely. Because, you know, on there, it was the first time I had said like publicly, you know, I had an eating disorder, that I haven't been having a good time, all of these things that I had been hiding from. And I think one of the biggest things is that when you aren't being truthful with yourself, one, you're not gonna attract the people that you want in your life, and two, you're just gonna make yourself actually physically ill with the stress that you're bottling up in your body. So that was a huge, huge, huge turning point in my life when I put that blog out there. And then I ended up getting recognition actually from a pretty big online publication that wanted me to like guest post for their blog about my experience. So that was really, really cool because I was literally 19 years old. And so then after that, I, you know, I made the decision I'm coming home super last minute, packed all my stuff up, packed my car up because my car was there, 
packed it up to the rim and I scheduled to get it shipped back home across country and like scheduled the first flight out to Pennsylvania. And, you know, I didn't care who I was fucking over in the way. I didn't think about the consequences and I just booked it. And, you know, of course, my roommate's there. We have a lease and she's still on the lease and I haven't told her and she needs to find a new apartment. So, of course, that was fucked up. But, you know, if I didn't leave, something really bad was going to happen. And I was, I wasn't going to come back from it, you know. So I had to do what I had to do for myself. And that was the most important thing. And... So I went home and I was picked up by my dad and he, I just remember thinking, I was like, oh my God, you know, what are we going to talk about? I haven't seen him in so long. I'm so ashamed that I fucked up this entire experience after all the money he's invested in this. And, you know, it was a really shitty feeling because I felt so disconnected from my dad and we'd always been super close. So it was just a really... um, alienating, isolating feeling once again, because my identity had just shifted again, where, you know, I held this identity as a model for, you know, two and a half years. And now I'm like, oh, well, I'm not a model again. Like, who am I? What my purpose? And, you know, I ended up realizing I was living my life for everybody else because everyone else wanted me to be this expectation that they had for me. So um, that was a really interesting time in my life. And it took a lot for me to realize really who I was again. But as I said, I'm get shit done Jenny, so I really didn't sit still for more than one second. And, you know, I got home late. My dad drove me home. It was definitely awkward, but it was fine. And we got back to my house, and when I had moved away, my sister actually completely took over my room, and my room was the biggest in the house. So I ended up getting her tiny room, and I just had to be okay with that, and I was just grateful to, you know, have a place to move back into. And that place really became a safe haven sanctuary, almost like a therapy room for me because my room before was painted really dark colors. I had a lot of, uh, you know, light blocking curtains and this new room had, you know, all white walls, all you see through curtains. And so I really needed like that light and I needed a small room to not like clutter things and, you know, just heal, honestly, just really heal. And so that was, that was a definitely, definitely interesting experience, but my family was really welcoming and really loving, and it was a really safe space for me. So I really appreciate that. And so a little bit of a backstory, when I moved to California, my best friends at the time, their cousin was a celebrity hairstylist, and she was able to fit me in to get my hair colored. And, you know, they gifted me this hair coloring for my birthday, which was insanely expensive. It was so insanely expensive. And I was like, I need a change up. So my hair was about this long at the time. And this is my natural hair color. This is what it's always been. And I got um, complete processing highlights through my hair. And my hair was bleach blonde. And they dyed my eyebrows and stuff like that. And it ended up costing like $600. I've never spent that much money in my life on my hair. So got it done. It was a super sick color. It looked so dope, but I didn't like it on myself because I felt really washed out. I was not really tan at the time and I had gained a lot of weight from still binge eating in California. So my face was really puffy. Like I just didn't recognize myself. So when I got home, I was like, oh, I fucking hate this. Like I don't even recognize who I am. I don't like it. Like I need to dye my hair back. 
So I went to like a friend hairstylist and she did like basically this, like a brown blonde balayage and then cut my hair to like here. Like I was in full crisis mode. <laughs> I was like, I need to just get this old life off of me. So although it was like really shitty because I just spent all this money on my hair, like it was one of those things that I just like needed to do to like, you know, metaphorically like wash my old life off of me and like cut that off you know what I mean so <laughs> that was definitely interesting and I feel like just like a weight lifted off my shoulder when I cut my hair I was like oh, okay rebirth restart um but like I said you know I put on like 40 pounds like I was heavy like for my my body size so I didn't feel good I didn't feel like myself and um, I had actually rekindled a relationship with an ex-boyfriend, a long-term ex-boyfriend. Um, so that was kind of my crutch that I fell onto when I moved back. And I'm really grateful because at the time I had lost touch with a lot of my good friends. So it was really nice to find like solace and have someone to like lean on and talk about things with. So I really am super grateful for that. And it really helped me like slowly but surely move back into like myself and find my footing and stuff like that and then almost immediately I got this like full-time nanny job and worked for these like incredibly beautiful little boys and they were like once again just like such a light in my life and like really made me appreciate life again and just like laugh at things and like have a fucking good time you know so I really loved that and then um, I immediately applied to college where I had actually gotten into before but obviously didn't go to. So I got into this college and I went in as a business major because a friend of mine at the time had and I had really similar interests in fashion and we both wanted to start a fashion business. So we're like, I was like, well, if she's going for business, I should go for business because that's what I want to do. So I went in as business, total fucking mistake. <laughs> and so I got into college, started college. Pretty much, I didn't have any business classes at first. I just had gen ed classes. So like, you know, general requirements like math, science, whatever those were. And I hated them. Oh my God, I was like, this is so stupid. Like I already took these classes in high school. Why do I need to take these? So I pretty much did fucking horrible my freshman year. And it didn't help that my boyfriend broke up with me. And I was pretty much a fucking mess because, you know, I had gone from one identity to another and just jumped without healing at all like i should have moved home and been single and dealt with my actual shit by myself rather than crutching on this person like you know love him to death nothing bad about him but like that was not the right decision for myself so i ended up just falling back into another hole and you know i'm not proud of this but my brother had gotten his wisdom teeth out and had some oxycodone and I ended up stealing all of it and taking it and I went every day taking an oxycodone to fall asleep because I was so depressed and so devastated by what happened and then it ran out and shortly after I was like this is not a fucking joke I'm not fucking around with this because I knew people that passed away from opioid um, overdoses and I was like I can't fuck around with this so really quickly cut that because I did not want that habit to become an addiction um, so that happened and then not really much had changed i really stopped letting myself get upset though because i was like what's the point of being so upset although it was heartbreaking it wasn't really a healthy relationship for me at the time and 
honestly, I probably would have never ended that relationship if he didn't end it. And it really just catapulted me to finding myself. So once again, everything happens for a reason. And so going back to college, I pretty much fucked up the whole first semester of college. I got a really bad shitty fucking GPA. And uh, it was just really pretty depressing because I was commuting and I did rekindle friendships with people from high school, which was good, but I wasn't doing well in school and I was commuting, so I didn't meet anyone at school. I did have a friend there, so I did get to go out with her sometimes, but I really just like wasn't meeting anybody. So that kind of sucked. And then, so technically my second semester freshman year, but like my sophomore year, I moved off campus in college with a bunch of random girls and that ended up just not being a really good experience. I had a really nice house and it was in a really good part of town, like a really popular part of town to live, but I just didn't align with the people I was living with. So that was a really tough experience. So I decided to join a sorority and I joined a sorority that, you know, really loved it. I partied a lot, made a lot of friends, you know, met a lot of people through that, really started to find my footing. And then, so I ended up, getting in touch with an old friend that him and I had a big falling out. Um, probably right after I moved to California, we had a really big falling out. And so we hadn't been friends for like two years. This was my best guy friend all of high school. And so we ended up rekindling our friendship and now we've been dating for almost five years. So that was a really big turning point in my life. And, you know, I started stopped partying. I and you know, when I stopped partying, I lost all those friends because I wasn't partying. And although, you know, I'm still friends with some people now for my sorority, for the most part, not really. Cause you know, once I stopped partying, we kind of stopped having things in common. And, you know, I'm grateful for the experience I had because I met my good friends that I'm still friends with. And I met a lot of people on campus and made good connections and things like that. So I'm totally grateful for the experience. So anyways, I start dating this guy and I got sick and I decided I'm going to cut dairy out of my diet. And at this point in time, I had really not lost the weight that I gained when I lived, lived in California. So I cut dairy out of my diet because honestly, I was eating it with like everything, like even in a salad. So I cut dairy out of my diet and I'm not kidding. Like I didn't really do anything differently with my lifestyle. I lost so much weight. Like the weight just like fell off of me and um, me and my boyfriend were you know hiking and stuff and like being outdoorsy but it was really not many much different than what i was used to i just wasn't eating dairy so just interesting probably in a later episode i'll preach about my hatred for the dairy industry <laughs> but so anyways naturally lost the weight so it's just funny because it's like oh i just had to cut this one thing out and i'm naturally like losing this weight and i'm just like happy so it was just funny <laughs> like full circle you know so finally I was starting to feel comfortable in my skin again and I actually was like liking how I was looking again and you know I stopped partying which was good because I was partying a lot and I was going to bed late as fuck on like school nights and I would go to class hungover or skip class and I just like really wasn't focused on my grades. So I finally started honing in on like actually doing my homework, actually paying attention in class and you know, I was getting into those things that I was passionate about. So I was like really starting to find my footing. So this was about, you know, six months after I moved home. So, I mean, that's a pretty decent time to like get your footing. Um, 
And then my new boyfriend, Alex, he had bought a franchise with his dad. So that really showed me the business side of how to run a business. And I actually ended up getting into social media management with that. So, you know, I was trying new things and it was just, it was an interesting experience. And I learned like what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And it's really interesting to see how different my social media management skills are and like my styles with content. So I really like that. Um, And then pretty shortly after then, he started another company with his dad that, you know, they started from the ground up. It wasn't a franchise. And I now manage that. And it really opened my eyes to many entrepreneurial possibilities. So that was a really fun time because I really helped bring that from the ground up. And, you know, I managed the social media, like the Instagram and you know, it was just a really fun time. We would go to events together and I would always tell people what we did. And it just, it really helped me like talk about business and talk about, you know, what I do, elevator pitch, all of that stuff. So that was really good for me, just personal development for business. And so my last semester of college was a huge experience. Oh my God. So I, since I had taken a semester off and I changed my major, forgot to say that I went from business major to communication studies major, and then I added on a minor for graphic design. So I was taking on a huge course load. Typically you take about five or six classes. So like 18 credits, but I was taking like six classes plus an internship or plus an independent study for the whole senior year. So (laughs) I was incredibly busy. And you know, if I had partied, I pretty much would have failed. Like I had to choose one or the other or I wasn't gonna graduate on time and graduating on time was incredibly important to me. So I um, made it work. I actually had a great time. When I got into the art school, I knew, you know, this is for me. These are my people, started making friends there. And once you get into communication studies a little bit more, you kind of just are constantly in classes with the same people. So I was like starting to meet people that, you know, were into things that I was into. So that was really fun. And then I really got my GPA up for graduation, which is incredibly exciting for me because I had worked so hard. And really the turning point for this was I had gone to see my advisor and um, you know, he was looking at my grades and he's like, I think I was like applying for an internship. And he's like, you know, if you don't get your grades up, like this is gonna be an issue. Like you cannot keep getting these grades or you're not gonna get an internship or whatever. And I was like, oh shit, like wake up call, okay. so. And then I that's when I like really honed in and then I got my GPA up like a lot, like significantly. And I ended up graduating with cum laude on time. So that was really exciting and I don't really share that a lot. And fortunately, I was able to finish out my credits in a study abroad program in London, England, where I made the most incredible memories and friends for life. And like this would have never, like I would have never thought that I was gonna be able to do this. Like I saw friends do it and you know, my parents were middle-class, you know, they didn't have all the money in the world and there was no way that they were gonna fund me studying abroad. And you know, I couldn't find a loan to go and all of this stuff. And then like last minute, my boyfriend's dad like found me this loan and I got accepted for it and I was able to go. And it was crazy and like the loan was like super high interest it was a lot of money but my dad was like just do it just go so i'm so 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 glad i did because i was able to actually pay back that loan the year after i graduated from college so i'm so grateful and it was just such an incredible experience and like on top of california like of course like 
from one coast to the other, that's a huge life experience. But going from like New York to another country and, you know, living there by yourself and meeting all new people and not knowing anybody, knowing anybody, it was, you know, an incredibly cool experience and very unique and made me grow a lot. And, you know, I was the oldest one there, but I didn't care because I had so much fun. (laughs) And um, so like in this point in time, I pretty much gave up all hope that modeling was ever going to happen again because I still held a pretty deep grudge about it and you know I had seen how the industry was evolving a little bit and my mother agent who I had you know been scouted by in Forever 21 when I was 16 he had always stayed close with my family and he always was really persistent on the fact that you know you're beautiful you're you would be so good at this like i don't want to lose you i don't want you to lose this opportunity like i want you to be successful um you know i know you do well at this and it was kind of in the time where curve models were becoming more prevalent and more popular and used in actual you know company photo shoots and stuff and i was like you know sure why not let's look into it So, you know, I took some of those digital photos and stuff and he sent it to a couple of agencies and I met, I think I met with like four agencies that day and, you know, they were like huge agencies and he set up the day in a way where he kind of based on how they responded to the email with like the interest, he set it up where like least interested, most interested. So, you know, and also like with an interview, or a meeting, you know, I'm interviewing them too to see if I like them. So, you know, I met with all these agencies and I was just getting such shitty vibes from all of them. And, you know, I had really vowed to myself that I'm not gonna do this again unless I can do it on my terms and I feel comfortable with the situation because I'm very intuitive and I can tell right away, like if I like you or not, pretty much, (laughs) and like what type of person you are, so. Met with all these agencies, didn't really like them, and then I met with the last agency, which is the agency that I'm with now, and it was just such a beautiful experience and such a great meeting, and the entire time, the vice president and the president and the bookers were telling me that, you know, I'm beautiful the way I am, I don't need to change anything about myself, and it was such a refreshing experience, and... I was like, whoa, like agencies can actually be like this. Like I don't have to lose weight. I can look how I want and just like work and have fun and all of this stuff. And I was like, just so drawn to it. And I, I right there without looking at a contract, I was like, you know what? I want to sign with you because they said, you know, we want to sign with you. And I was like, I'm done deal. Send the contract. I'll look over it. Like I'm good to go (laughs) pretty much. So the rest is history because then, uh, you know, I went to, I went to London was there for two months and had such an incredible time. And then I moved back and I immediately moved to New York City. And it was a very big time of change in my life. There was so much change going on. And I was again moving to a city where I didn't really know anybody. I think I knew like one person. And like, thank God that was a saving grace. <laughs> but so I moved there and I was feeling really, really lost again. And this happens a lot when change happens. Like I'm, I don't really mind change, but I don't always handle it well. So I, you know, I had all these incredible expectations and I was going on insane castings. Like, so basically my agency was just showing me that, okay, they can do what they say they can do, which that was really reassuring. And it was really cool just to get in front of these companies and these like casting directors. But 
I wasn't booking anything. So, you know, I was living in New York and not making any money and New York is expensive. <laughs> so I was, uh, you know, again, feeling really lost and my career wasn't going as I had hoped. So I was feeling really hopeless and, you know, I wasn't really making any friends because I was meeting people that just weren't aligning with me. And I was just feeling like really lost in who I was and really even what I wanted my life to look like. It just like was so unclear to me. So I fell really deep into like an inner spiritual practice. And first that looked like, you know, doing some yoga stretches in the morning or something. And then a friend of mine that I had met through my agency, who I only really met like one time, she had posted that she was, she came out with this new Instagram about like her spiritual offerings and I was like oh shit okay so I like followed it and she mentioned this uh course or five-day challenge it was a five-day challenge she mentioned this five-day challenge with Elevate the Globe which are two women in California that teach kundalini kundalini yoga so I had never heard of kundalini yoga before and I was like it was like five dollars to do this five-day challenge or like $20 to do this five-day challenge and I was like fuck it what do I have to lose so I like paid for it and did this five-day challenge and the whole thing was about like you know getting serious with yourself with like what your limiting beliefs are what you wanted your future to look like what was holding you back and then some you know breathwork practices and stuff and you know I've been like I said I've been doing yoga since I was like seven years old so and my mom's been, you know, into spiritual practices. So I wasn't completely unaware of all of this, but I was learning all new things. So that was really interesting. And it was really powerful and beneficial for me to, you know, write down, this is a limiting belief I'm having. And one of the big things was, you know, like fear of being judged or fear of failure or something like that. Like fear is a big thing that comes up for me a lot. And so also these breathwork practices were so powerful about, you know, getting this fear and anxiety out of your stomach out and like creating this flow of energy in your body. And, you know, a big part about like law of attraction, manifesting, journaling, meditation, yoga, you know, chanting mantras, all that stuff I was learning about. And then once I started doing that, I just became like, I just opened up this part of myself where I was like, oh, wow, this is incredibly interesting to me. Like, I want to learn more. Like, I want to you know, being more knowledgeable about this. And I want to find people that know more about this and be friends with people that like this stuff. So I was really, you know, silencing my mind. And it was the first time that I was really able to do that since like, honestly, like middle school, because, you know, I went from high school to waking up at six in the morning, getting back at three, doing homework at night, working out, being with friends, like constantly moving, 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 never really slowing down and silencing and being like, what does Jenny want for herself? You know what I mean? So it's such a beneficial thing to do. And so I was really starting to figure out, you know, like who I was without all of the labels that had been put on me for so long. You know, like being a student, everyone asking, what major are you? What is your life goals? What job are you gonna have in the future? You know, what kind of friends do you have? You know, who's your boyfriend? What do your parents do? Yada, yada, all these labels. I silenced my mind, got rid of those. And I was like, who am I without all of these things? And I realized that I was really hiding who I was in terms of like 
when I would meet people, I wouldn't talk about things that really mattered. It was so surface leveled and like social media, Instagram, I wasn't being real about things I actually cared about. Like I was being just so superficial and I really fucking started to hate that. Like I was like, what is the point of all of this if I'm not sharing like what I'm passionate about and what really matters to me? And you know, because I was doing that, I was attracting completely opposite people from myself into my life. So like no shit, I wasn't making any friends that I liked because I wasn't aligned. I wasn't, you know, aware of even what I wanted. So of course I'm not gonna attract people that I like into my life or align with into my life. Not that I don't like them, but that they don't align fully with what I want my friends to look like. So once I started doing all of this inner work and sharing really what I cared about with the world, all of the right people literally flooded into my life. Once I got really specific about what I wanted my friends to look like, all of these things, what characteristics I wanted them to hold, these people just started flowing into my life in the weirdest ways. And it was incredibly powerful and getting over that limiting belief of fear and holding back You know, I had this business idea and I was sitting on it for so long and I wasn't telling anyone about it, like not even my own boyfriend. And then I started talking about, talking, talking about it. And you know, when I go to work, I tell people about it, I'll tell stylists about it and because they'd be like, what are you up to? And I just tell them. And then they'd, without fail, almost everyone I met had some type of beneficial information to tell me. Uh, whether it was like, oh, you should reach out to this manufacturer or, oh, do you know this person who talks about sustainability? Like, you should follow them, all of this stuff. So, I mean, there's no coincidences, you know? Like, start talking about the things that you're passionate about because there's people out there that care about it and there's people out there that can help you and you cannot do all of it by yourself. And that's something that I really struggled with for a while was being like, I'm the best at this or, you know, fearing that I'm going to be judged for my viewpoint and thinking that, you know, no one's going to do it as good as me or whatever those thoughts are. So that is incredibly beneficial to just start talking about what you want to do. So um, <laughs> anyways, so I, I was living in this new city and I had the opportunity to rewrite my story. And, you know, once I started doing all of that, everything was falling into place in the right time and everything happens in divine timing you know i was blocking myself from all of this abundance in my life and you know obviously inner work doesn't you know you don't get to your goals and your dreams overnight you need to do the work it's just like going to the gym and lifting weights because you want to get stronger it's not going to happen after one time of lifting weights like you need to consistently do it and base and build that muscle memory and that routine and that's how you get to progression with inner work so I was really blocking off that abundance and once I changed all of these mindsets specifically money mindset once I changed that money mindset and wanting that abundance and accepting that abundance I think that's a big thing is actually accepting that abundance and being open to accepting that abundance I kid you not like a week later my first job rolled in and then I worked every single day that entire month until the new year. And then that just kept flowing into the new year. And then I just was working and working until this quarantine happened. (laughs) So, you know, your mind is everything and you have control over your life and what you want your life to look like. So, 
you know, it's crazy because I was working with dream clients and I still had my creative side and time to like work on my businesses and things like that. And, you know, a big thing for me with my industry is I get to work with creative people and bounce ideas off them and hear what they're into. And it's really rewarding. And I get to build my connections and, you know, my client lists and all of these things. It's just incredibly exciting. And like something about me is that I don't want to be just one thing. So going back to the beginning of this whole podcast, you know, I am not just one thing. I'm a multifaceted person. So like I've never been one to just be a mold of one thing. Like I never wanted to just be a model. Um, And I love so much more than just one thing. And I want to offer so much and I want to help as many people as I can. So with throughout this whole journey with going within, I've really honed it on my crafts in silence and realized what I truly love and what I wanted to share with the world. So I have been living for everyone else for so long and it was time for me to start something that was mine. So now I own these four businesses and I'm in the process of creating my blog. And (laughs) this is really challenging for me because I'm such a perfectionist and you know, hiring a web designer is fucking expensive. And I know that I can do it on my own, but it's just, it's so overwhelming. There's just so much to do. And, you know, I know I can do all of this, but it's just better to just hire the people to do the things that, yes, you might be able to do them, but maybe they can do them better and you can put your time elsewhere. So that's something that I'm getting better at is, you know, working with other people. And I'm also in the process of writing an e-course. I'm doing design work and content creation. I'm hosting this podcast, which I'm very proud of myself for. Meditating, doing yoga, journaling, modeling, traveling the world, laughing, having fun, and doing all of the things that I dreamed of doing. So I will end with this. The life of your dreams is so possible. All of our experiences are different. All of our experiences bring us to exactly where we are supposed to be. Trust the universe. It always has your back. Just because right now you think that life is not giving you a break, maybe it's just a sign that you need to make a drastic change. Go within, slow down, and find what that is for you. I trust that everything is going to work out. With so much love, I'll see you next time. Bye, guys. (music) 